This is the podcast on the plains, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast brought to you by seccountry.com. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and I'm joined in studio by SEC Country's own Benjamin Wolk, of course, our Auburn recruiting expert. Ben, how are you on this Friday, man? I'm fantastic. Um, a little bit relaxed now that National Signing Day is over. I yeah. think you could probably tell I just feel, probably feel a little bit more relaxed. No laptop. Dressed down a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Just Still back. look great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just, just kicking back. Um, turning my attention to the 2019 class. Obviously, still some stuff coming up this weekend with grad transfer officially visiting Auburn. So it's obviously we, you know, this and everyone listening probably knows this recruiting is a 365 day a year thing. Right. Um, and, and fans want to know, fans um, want to know about it all the time. Absolutely. But just being done more or less with the 2018 class and being, being able to turn full attention to 2019. It's just a relief. I would say this is the last, uh, this is the last podcast on the planes. I know, man, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, I've enjoyed what we've been able to do. I think that I've gotten a lot of positive feedback um, from a lot of our listeners over the last couple of days on Facebook sure. Live, on Twitter, um, that have said that they're going to miss this podcast, but I think that there will be an opportunity for them to listen to something quite similar. Yeah, I'm going to start something Monday. I'm just calling it the Auburn Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby, and I'll tweet out SoundCloud and iTunes links for it. Um, yeah, it's hard for podcasts to pop up and the search stuff for iTunes early on until you get a few episodes under. So, um, but yes, I will be starting that on Monday. So follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby for that. So um, looking forward to that. Um, just kind of something new, but hopefully a lot of you guys follow me over there and I'll still have Ben and Justin. Y'all are invited. I, I assume that you'll be okay um, with doing it. I accept. I accept. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. All right. So um, just before we talk about Calvin Anderson, because that's really the biggest story as far as what's about to happen, let's talk about what already happened. Okay. Just kind of a brief overview of your thoughts on Auburn signing class Wednesday. I think that Auburn finished up, well, they finished up how I expected them to finish up for the most part. They finished up with this very solid class, ranked 12th in the country. Um, you know that top ten benchmark is a lot of times how fans gauge how well of a, how well they did in recruiting. Yeah, I don't think that that number that you know number ten. I don't think that necessarily always tells the whole story. Um, you know, you look at just how Auburn did among SEC programs. They finished third among SEC programs behind Alabama and behind Georgia. In under Gus Malzahn, the best Auburn had ever done among SEC schools was fourth. Um, that means that um you know. As far as it goes inside of SEC play, Auburn got better players this cycle than everybody but, in theory, Georgia and Alabama. Right. You look at how Auburn did in terms of four-star or better prospects. You know That's what you would classify as the blue-chip type of prospect. And generally, if your roster is more than 50% blue-chip, you've got a really good roster. And you look at four-star or better in this class, Auburn had 16 16 four stars they didn't have any five stars in this class but they had 16 four stars so 16 guys that are four star or better the only schools in the country with more four star or better prospects were georgia who ranked number one in the country overall ohio state ranked number two in the country overall 
Texas ranked number three in the country overall, and USC ranked fourth in the country overall. Those were the top four programs in the country, period, and they also had the most four-star or better prospects. Auburn's number five on that list with 16, so there's only four schools in the entire country that had a higher percentage, higher quality of blue-chip prospects than Auburn, Uh, and that's ultimately what makes or breaks your program i mean five stars are nice they create a lot of buzz when you get eight of them like georgia did it's a completely different conversation but getting one or two five stars doesn't make that much of a difference when you're getting 16 four stars which auburn uh recruiter i guess signee at this point do you think was the closest to being a five star asa i mean it depends on the service and honestly if you just look at actual rankings you could probably get I want, I want the Ben Wolk rankings from my rankings I think the one that was probably the closest I really don't think that Auburn had any bona fide five-star yeah. prospects and that's why they weren't I mean a lot of times these five-star guys are people that just are so freakishly athletic or they are so I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why you would become a five-star, and a lot of that's not based on how well you're going to perform in college, but based on what your ultimate NFL draft stock will be like. I mean, I think that when you talk to these people that rank high school prospects, when they're giving people five stars, they're not so much saying this is a guy who's going to be a really good college player. They're saying this is a guy who's going to be an NFL first-rounder one Mm -hmm. day. And so maybe Auburn didn't get guys who are – clear-cut first-round NFL draft picks. Now that, I mean, I'm sure that there will be some. There always ends up being some. But if there was one, I mean, I think that Matthew Hill is not a guy that we talk about a ton, but he's just so good at football, man. Like, he does everything really well. Clemson really wanted him as a safety. He returned a 70-yard punt in the Under Armour All-American game. He played wide receiver and running back at a really high level for Brookwood High School, which is the – in the highest classification in the state of Georgia. So I think Matthew Hill was a guy who, when you look three years from now, you might say, wow, that was a guy who could have potentially been a five-star. Okay, interesting. That's not the answer I expected you to go. No, I mean, he's he's underrated in a weird way. Like I feel like when we talk about this Auburn class, Matthew Hill's not one that we bring up a ton. No, because you like – I mean, usually you talk about you know Seth Williams mm-hmm. and, and his his – stock being underrated and i do think that seth william they're different i mean obviously matthew hill is 6'2 180 pounds has that i'd say he's darius slayton-esque just in terms of body type but also what he's able to do versatility wise and then seth williams is just a big body guy that will be a downfield threat i mean he can run too it's not to say that seth williams can't run but He's you're, he's going to blow you away with the fact that he's you know six four two hundred and twenty pounds yeah um and I mean really all the receivers are going to be really good but Matthew Hill's a guy who just does so much on the football field and really could have played you know safety for Clemson who was one of the best programs in the country could have played wide receiver at Auburn ended up deciding to play wide receiver at Auburn wouldn't surprise me at all if he ended up some you know playing defense during his college career though I think. You know, him signing with Auburn was a signal that he wants to play offense in college. I just think that he's going to. I mean, I think he ended up as Auburn's only top 100 player in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guy whose stock has just gradually improved and improved and improved. And he's the one person that I think if you look at Georgia's class and you look at Quindarius Monday and Matthew Hill, really, and you look at Georgia's class and how they evaluated guys, they kind of missed 
on Matthew Hill. They didn't offer him until late in the fall, and by that time it was too late. Now Clemson didn't offer him until late in the fall either, and they mm-hmm. were at least in it. Um, but Georgia, for one reason or another, didn't really go after Matthew Hill hard until late, and by that time he had already ruled them out, so they really didn't go after him hard at all. And I think that Georgia will look back and kind of regret that evaluation. Sure, sure. Benjamin Walk, SEC Country, joining me on the show today. All right, so let's talk about what's going to happen tomorrow, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Calvin Anderson, the three-year starter at Rice at Tackle. He's taking his official visit. And as far as you know, he's the only official visitor this weekend. Right. I mean, mo- you know, these next few weeks, if you see official visitors, they're likely to be, I mean, they're going to be grad transfers because really the JUCO, there's no, there's nothing else Auburn's going to do in JUCO for 2018. Um, there's nothing else, anything that Auburn's going to do, you know, with high school prospects in 2018. So really Auburn's looking now to add some grad transfers to this team. Maybe that'll be, I mean, I could see it potentially in the defensive backfield. You know, you could see them try and add a grad transfer at cornerback potentially um i mean that's really the only position uh, offensive tackle and corner are really the only positions i would say you might need a grad transfer with calvin anderson he's clearly number one priority grad transfer for auburn right now like you mentioned 36 straight starts at rice pro football focus had him as one of the top three offensive tackles in the country in terms of pressures allowed in the 2017 season only allowed seven pressures as an offensive tackle in the 2017 season texas michigan auburn they're all really the three schools to look at right now for him and you know auburn hasn't hosted him on an official visit yet that's coming up this weekend he gets in town around three o'clock on friday and will stay until sunday afternoon his parents are coming into town um you know there's just a lot that he's going to learn about Auburn this weekend and it's going to be fascinating to see what kind of push Auburn really can make this weekend because this is a guy whose recruitment is just a little bit different than your standard recruitment I mean what are realistic expectations for Auburn fans listening to this I mean I would say realistically Auburn has a shot with him he is there's a strong possibility that he takes this official visit to Auburn this weekend and then makes his college decision soon after that and doesn't need to take any more official visits. He's already taken official visits to Texas and Michigan. I think that those two schools probably have a narrow lead over Auburn right now coming into the weekend weekend simply because he has officially visited there. And when you're a grad transfer, you're looking for different things than a high schooler is like when you're a high school kid coming in on a visit, you're, you know, what are the, what is the dorm life? Like what, you know, what is, just the basic culture around the school and the campus what is the downtown life like you know there's certain things that you're looking at that sometimes go beyond the football when you're a grad transfer who's going to come in in may and is trying to better himself for the 2019 nfl draft meaning that he will you know be done in december or if you make a college football playoff early january you're only on that campus for seven months. Sure. I mean, you're on there for one reason and one reason only, and that's for football. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of these high school guys that are making football-based decisions when they're choosing which school they want to go to, but there's a lot of other factors that go into it. I don't think that as many factors are going to go into Calvin Anderson's decision. It's going to come down to which place does he have the opportunity to step in and start right away, and which place of the options where he can step in and start it right away, which of those schools sets him up best to improve and get better and become more recognized uh, for the 20, 
2019 NFL draft. And one thing I talked with Calvin Anderson about, and I guess it was something that Auburn was selling him on, that if you look at viewers, um, and I, I haven't double-checked the facts on this, but I'm just going to relay what Calvin said to me okay. and what Auburn was saying to him, that over the last two seasons, if you look at TV numbers and how many people, how many eyes are on football games, college football games, that Auburn is up there in like the top three or something like that in terms of how many people watched Auburn football games for an entire season. Now, part of that had to do with scheduling. They played Clemson back-to-back years. They play Alabama and Georgia at the end of every year. So there's more viewers watching college football at the end of se- end of the season than the beginning of the season. And obviously Alabama and Georgia are two big games. So there's a lot of reasons for why that's the case. But from a guy like Calvin Anderson's perspective, you look at how many people are watching these Auburn football games in 2018 is not going to be much different because they play Washington in the opener. And as always, they're going to have Alabama and Georgia at the end of the season from his perspective. I mean, that's a lot of people that are viewing these football games and there's a lot of attention that a guy like Calvin Anderson is going to be getting on a national stage. If he were to come to Auburn now, Texas and Michigan obviously have a giant scope as well um and they're i'm sure up there and in, in terms of viewership i'm sure texas and michigan are right up there at the top as well so right I don't know. those are very large fan bases right so it's not necessarily separating auburn from them but when you look at the caliber i mean one thing calvin said at the sec is the best conference in college football sure and if you're an offensive tackle trying to better your nfl draft stock what better conference to go to than a conference that is, you know, put out guys like Arden Key and I mean, I'm Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett was the first pick. Jadavian Clowney was Jadavian, the first pick. I mean, yeah. these are guys on the defensive line that an offensive lineman, you know, they're going up against on the national stage. Right. Show the NFL that you can hold your own against these first round picks. Exactly. And then with Auburn specifically, and I can't speak for the entire roster that Michigan and Texas have. I mean, I'm sure that they have similar sales pitches at each of those schools as well but Auburn I mean with Derek Brown Nick Coe Marlon Davidson TD Moultrie Big Cat Bryant there you're not gonna find Ed I mean I know Derek Brown I mentioned him he's more of an interior guy but you're not gonna find defensive ends in college football much better than what Auburn has right now you're right and that's those are guys that Calvin Anderson would get the opportunity to go up against every single day in practice and while you think of you know the 12 Saturdays during the season you know how do they perform then a lot of times it's these practices what they're doing every single day in practices that are the things that are making them better and preparing them more for the NFL draft like yeah you know playing LSU on a Saturday sort of shows hey how far along is this guy coming but it's that's not really the times that you're becoming better as a player you're not becoming better as a player while you're playing LSU you're becoming better as a player in practice every single day when you're going up against that defensive line and just guessing here I would assume Auburn probably has a stronger defensive line than Texas and Michigan yeah I mean just based on what they did last year all of it's coming back but Jeff Holland and Tadarian Moultrie stepping into that spot is not a massive drop-off is what I'm predicting exactly so Auburn going to have a lot of presence on the defensive front as always or over the past few years at least so yeah I I think you have to assume that's what Auburn will pitch. Right. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Any um any 
interesting rising seniors or underclassmen at, at junior day last weekend that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, I'll mention uh, a few of them. Again, it's really early, and a lot of these guys that Auburn had up on campus for junior day, they're going to end up being at junior days at LSU and Georgia yeah. and Alabama and Florida. Uh, but, I mean, Auburn obviously working to get them on campus as soon as possible. Um I mean, I would start with a couple of five stars. Five star running back from IMG Academy, Noah Kane, mm-hmm. really struck a connection with George Pickens and Bo Nix. Um, I think that Auburn, you know, he grew up an LSU fan, and Ohio State has made a serious push for Noah Kane as well. Really, with run, you know, five star running backs, I think you're generally competing against the same few schools I mean, right. it seems to always be ohio state georgia lsu maybe florida state alabama alabama and then auburn you know is gen- they haven't hit on a ton of them in recent recruiting classes but they've seemed to at least be in the conversation sure. for a good bit of them or maybe not even guys that are five stars just you know highly ranked guys last class it was master teague and damian pierce they ended up getting mm-hmm. asa martin who was also really highly ranked and harold joiner who was also really highly ranked sure um but I think that Noah Kane is a guy who could he's going to come back to Auburn. He is going to keep considering Auburn. I don't know for certain if Auburn I mean he doesn't have any leaders at this time, but Auburn's in contention for Noah Kane now especially after last weekend's junior day. Noah Kane and a couple of his IMG Academy teammates, they stayed up from Friday to Sunday. So they were in Auburn for a while. That's which, not a bad thing. No, it's not. And that's not totally common among juniors when juniors come on visits when you can get them up for two or three days i mean you're doing something a little bit different a lot of times these guys are just coming up for day trips um five-star linebacker owen papo he's really georgia's to lose okay uh, he's from georgia georgia's been recruiting him for a long time he actually released a top three a couple of months ago that was georgia clemson and nebraska um but he said after his visit to Auburn last weekend that you know Travis Williams pitch has really opened his eyes and that he feels like Auburn is clearly a top three program for him right now like I said I mean he is Georgia's to lose but Auburn's gonna push and I think that you can expect Travis Williams to bring in another really strong linebacker class with guys like Deshaun Davis and Daryl Williams uh graduating after the 2018 season well Deshaun Davis is actually already graduated, I think, but leaving yeah. football after the, or leaving the football team after the 2018 season. I got gotcha. you. Um, I, I think that you can expect them to bring in a really strong class. A couple defensive linemen, uh, DJ Dale. He's from um, he's from Alabama. He's 320 pound defensive tackle. Gosh. Um, Nathan Pickering. He's from Mi- Mississippi. A lot of Mississippi prospects were in town. Last week, Auburn just offered a guy named Patrick Lucas, also on the defensive line. They offered him. He, he didn't have an offer coming into the junior day, but they offered him at some point in time this week. I think it was maybe on National Signing Day, actually. Okay. Um, they had an Alabama wide receiver. He was committed to Alabama as a wide receiver. His name's Brandon Turnage, but Auburn's actually recruiting him as a cornerback. And an interesting thing about he'll, – he'll be an interesting one to track because Brandon – just to give you a little insight, Brandon Turnage reached out to me about a year and a half ago on Twitter and said, Hey man, um, I know you, you, you you just cover the team. You're not a coach, but I just figured I'd pass the message along. I've been following Auburn for a really long time. I grew up an Auburn fan, a big Cam Newton guy. Um, that's a school, you know, that's a school that I would consider to be a dream school. And Auburn hadn't really, rec- I mean, they were, he was on their radar. They didn't recruit him heavily. And then he subsequently ended up committing to Alabama, but Auburn's 
still feels like it's in this thing, even though he's committed to Alabama. Auburn hosted him on his first visit this last weekend for junior day, and he said that it's certainly something that he's going to have to think about. That's a cool story for him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, it, once you actually get involved in your recruitment, sometimes who you were a fan of or what your dream school, that's right. not really the decision you end up making. But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. And the way he lit up, really, when he was talking about his Auburn visit last week and just how, you know, yeah, he's committed to Alabama, but Auburn's really the school that he's been most interested in for a long time. So that'll be an interesting one to track. Um, I mean, there's just the fact that you're even getting guys like Jaden Hazelwood and Nolan Smith who are committed to Georgia. The fact that you're even getting them on campus for these unofficial visits, it's a sign of you know, how Auburn's recruiting right now. I fully expect Auburn to hit a home run in the 2019 class. I think it's a really talented class, especially at the position groups that Auburn really needs. Right. Um, and I think that I think you'll see them add a lot of offensive linemen in this class. Ben, what kind of recruiting stuff are you putting up now? Right now, I mean, I'm I've still got my recruiting question of the day. So if you ever have a question that you'd like to ask about recruiting, you can tweet them at me at Benjamin Wolk, W O L K, and then Calvin Anderson. There will be some updates from him this weekend. Yeah. I don't know exactly what those updates will be probably something about what his timeline's looking like just what his big takeaways were from this Auburn official visit and then I think going forward over the next couple of weeks I'm going to start fully turning the page to 2019 and you know looking at exactly what Auburn's plan might be at each position group all right man well I appreciate all the times that you've uh, you've come on here yeah, and um fun. We'll keep something going. Yeah, it was fun. I'm really glad that we were able to do this. Um, it was short-lived, too short-lived in my opinion, but I'm glad that we were able to talk about Auburn and talk about Auburn recruiting. Yeah. It was fun. We'll keep it up just somewhere else, unfortunately. But for the last time, this has been the loveliest podcast on the Plains. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your